Culture with the BBS podcast brought to you by Dance Informer and Energetic. And today I'm chatting with Zoe Marsh, who is one of the many beautiful BDF instructors we've got coming for our October conference now. <laughs> um, yes. It's the inevitable question of things have had to move and life is completely different. But for those who don't know Zoe, um, in the dance world, which would be pretty bizarre, but um, she's a choreographer, a movement coach. Her work's internationally recognised throughout various music videos, live shows, independent creative projects, musicals, brand launches and charity events. Oh, my goodness, is there anything you don't do, Zoe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've carved out quite the career so far and that's only the beginning. Um, oh, I try, I try. <laughs> Um, You've also done a lot of movement direction for recording artists. Australia's Got Talent is in that, Neighbours, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, the Australian Open. That sounds exciting. That would have been Mm. unique. And Junior Eurovision 2019. Do you agree don't work with children or animals or are you like, no, children are lovely? (laughs) I've done the Junior Eurovision for three years um, in a row now. Yeah. And I I have a, a natural, I want to say I'm very natural with children and I think it's yeah. because I'm small. I'm very Oh, that's so, super cute. I, I know. Um, little, yeah. So, yeah, I don't teach any regular dance classes with children, but mm. when I do work with kids um, yeah. on a project such as Junior Eurovision, it's very natural and it's really fun and I really enjoy it. So I do, li- I do like it, but I definitely have to say that I hung up my dance teaching <laughs> shoes on the regular because I just think that you have to have enough fuel in the tank to be oh, able to do. sustain that. Yeah. And I, just wanted, I didn't believe I was going to continue to give my best if I taught every single week. Yeah, I think so, we underestimate um, how draining. Shout out to all the dance teachers who are getting Yeah, cool. hat off to you. <laughs> Having to, like, diversify their skills right now and teach online. Um, speaking of all of that, um, with all the closures, it's the inevitable question that I'm going to ask you. How are you personally coping with the shutdowns? Because you're, you're a full-time creative. What's it done to your life? What's it done to Zoe? I feel like this... Uh, has really affected me in stages. I'm sure many listeners out there can, you know, connect with. At the start, I just was in shock. I was like, wait, I think I'm in a film. I think I'm in Black Mirror. This is not yeah, real. It does feel like And that. then another yeah. part of me is like really real and you've somewhat been prepared pair this with the the you know the films that we watch the television shows that we watch the books that we read the way the vr zoom technology has been integrating into our everyday i was shocked and prepared at the same time exactly so I have, that's such a great answer because it's like well i've seen a lot of this on television but <laughs> now it's actually happening and it's real it does feel like a movie doesn't it it's nuts Oh my gosh, I literally, the other day I had to go out and I felt like I was in The Handmaid's Tale, which is an amazing um, TV show that was on SBS, but I think now Netflix have purchased it and you can watch it there. It's very post-apocalyptic, change of the world. (laughs) And I was walking and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm in The Handmaid's Tale. Not to the extreme for those listeners who do know The Handmaid's Tale. I just met one of the... Um, so I, I'm dealing with it the best I can and I'm trying to ensure that I honor exactly how I'm feeling every single day. That's good. And yes, I, mm-hmm. I, I've had one major breakdown. I have to be really vulnerable and just own up to it. I think I cried for three hours. That's good. Oh. Um, but I also felt that it was energy stuck. Like 
Yeah. Now that I've reflected on that breakdown, let's call it, yeah. I've journaled and I've meditated on it. And I was like, yes, there was a lot of sadness and fear. Mm. It was also just stuck energy. I felt like my energy was crying. Mm. Being That's like, a really interesting thing to say. Yeah. Why are yeah. you using me? Like yeah. I'm stuck in your body. And I'm at first like, I've been isolating really solid, solidly for like about a week now, Good. maybe just yeah. over. And yeah. I've really, it's taking me until last night to be able to sleep really peacefully wow. because I'm re- it's really confronting how much energy I use every day in rehearsals, on set, on shoots, yeah. you know, moving around, that I have all this excess energy and I think my energy is sad. Yeah, I totally understand that. Are you quite wired as a creative? You know, you, you get up in the night, you those that kind yes. of, yeah. A lot of creatives do do carry themselves that way. And I think it's I think it's part of who we are. It's wonderful. But oh gosh, I, I really that's a really great way to um describe what we're going through. <laughs> what yes. about have you through your own, I guess, pain and um and loss and discovery, there's a lot to discover that's positive as well. But how are you coping? Um, like what what uh, advice do you have for dancers? You know, what are you doing yourself to keep active and to put your energy somewhere? And what are you personally <laughs> doing and what can you advise others to try? Well, I, I so many answers I could give you right now, but kind of an umbrella answer that I'll branch off into is we as artists are also like we troubleshoot everything. Yeah. Even if you even if you don't think you do, even if you're a ten year old, um, you know, young dancer that's had to perform, and then suddenly something with your costume goes wrong, you troubleshoot it in that moment, and you make you fix yeah. it, yeah. and the show must go on. So yes, the physical show of our world has stopped, but I keep going, Zoe. You're an artist. You're a creative. Create new platforms. Create new opportunities. Yeah. Create new process. So I'm really trying to take on all the positives. So I'm a big fan of Basheva Dance Company from Israel. Oh, yes. And, and the whole Gaga technique. Yeah. And when I used to live in London, I used to go and take Gaga whenever I could, whenever one of the teachers was in town with the company. But yeah. now Gaga are offering Zoom classes for anyone in the Isn't world. That's the best thing ever. So how am I coping? I'm getting to take Gaga classes regularly in my home. And I just, I'm like, that is such a beautiful possibility and such a beautiful, Mm. like, flower from this, like, really scary situation that kind of feels like a drag. Um, So I've been trying to jump on those opportunities. I've also, I'm letting my creativity run wild. So whenever, whenever Mm. I feel like I've got stuck energy in my body, I'm trying to have a conversation with it and be like, go and be creative. Not necessarily go and create a dance. Like I've been painting and drawing and like, um, putting my favorite things in frames and like rearranging my home. (laughs) I've rearranged my house like four times. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And, And then um, back to the sleeping thing, I was like, that's the thing that I was struggling with the most is I was, I couldn't get to sleep. I would I'd meditate, I have essential oils. I'm like reading, doing mm. a lot of reading. What can I do to sleep? So then I, I've got like a dream journal that yeah. if I wake up in the middle of the night or I can't sleep, I just write down whatever kind of comes through my hand. Yeah. And, um, I'm really, honored that this like idea kind of floated into my body during my sleep but I was like maybe we can make an online show for creatives around the country and then have a possible like kickstarter campaign that people can donate 
and raise funds for those who have lost work. So I wrote that down in my yeah. sleep. Yeah. Because my brain was active. And then I called two of my friends, Kat Santos and Caitlin Watson, and said, I have this idea. I did you call them in the morning, Zoe? Did you call them in the morning or did you yeah. call them at 3 a.m.? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was the next day. Oh, good. But it, was, it was pretty early. It was like, you know, it was earlier in the day. And then we jumped on a phone call and then we created Home Feed, which um, went live last night, and we created an online showcase as a really positive escape to show a positive representation of a really t- challenging time. Mm. And we had 21 artists create uh, different pieces in their house and then film it and we made a youtube playlist and so far we've raised three and a half thousand dollars are you kidding since last night so in the past like four days we've had the possible account Um, ah right so that's that's been keeping me busy because i've been having regular zoom call with caitlin and kat to like Uh, we're working together to like bring this and so it's been a really positive um distraction or way of using my energy so um, I definitely think I'm very grateful right now for this time because this idea came from a time that's challenging and I would I don't think this idea would have come to any of us yeah. if we weren't in self-isolation. That's so, so true. So I would say yeah. if you've got like a little seed of an idea in the bottom of your brain, just, just entertain it for a second because you never know what it could grow into because I definitely didn't me writing this in my dream and then cat would evolve to what we just the three of us made together last night like I would never have thought so yeah whether it's yeah and any people at home just entertain those ideas because those ideas are screaming for attention and screaming for love and you really can do anything especially as artists you're all young artists you can build anything in your home so true. That's such good advice. And would you say that doing that kind of thing is is your community right now? And how are you bringing community together and keeping community yourself? Is it all online? Um, obviously, you're not allowed to go and hang out with people, but do you feel lonely or do you feel like you're getting more connected? So if you asked me this question like an hour ago, I think my <laughs> answer would be really different. <laughs> Because I, I'm very lucky to have a beautiful housemate. Um, my housemate actually runs Mappa Australia, which is a dance studio. Cool. And yeah. So, and she has this beautiful dog called Nala. So we have a dog in the house. So best name for a dog. I, I know she's so cute. So to have Sarah and to have Nala is really, it's really nice. That sense of home, and we love our home. But we both never spend much this much time at home. So it's really new for the both of us yeah. um but because I've been having all these zoom calls and facetime calls and everyone's checking in on each other I felt quite connected and it wasn't until just before I had to quickly like run and drop Sarah's keys to her because she went for a bike ride yeah. just like it's still social distancing but she's I was like here's your keys she forgot them and I saw um someone I knew and I just wanted to pull my car over and hug them. And so I stopped oh. my car. I got out and then we both stopped. And I was like, oh, I want to hug you. And that was, and I, that's the first kind of moment of loneliness, I guess, I felt. Because yeah. I, think lo- I think loneliness and alone are really different. Yeah, that's I've always true. thought this. Yeah. I always think of the word alone is like kind of broken down to all one. Yeah. That's good. But loneliness yeah. is different. So to see people that I knew 
and actively were standing like five meters away from each other I was like this feels lonely this doesn't feel right yeah so I think physically seeing people that wasn't like besides Sarah that was challenging today yeah that was just today yeah just before like oh gosh it was a coincidence wow so I feel super connected but I just had my first moment (laughs) of loneliness because I couldn't like hug and I imagine it, you know, as a dancer and what you what you do in life is, you know, there is a closer physical boundary, isn't there, to like your everyday people. And I think you do, you do miss that. You definitely can't be a dancer and really hate physical touch. Well, you could oh, be, no. but it would be challenging. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's chat about some other things that you've done. You've just had like an amazing career, but there's something else I've read on your CV that you're an ambassador for Keep Kids Safe in Dance. What's that about? Kids Safe and Dance, this is like um, really close to home. So an incredible woman called Jackie Sharon Scott, and shout out to Jax if you're listening, you know (laughs) I love you. She is such an advocate for child safety and I think, um, and I don't need to go into much detail, but there's been so many progressing cases through just not our country but the world of unsafe behaviours in dance studios, um, sadly, and it's, but it happens in, all different kind of hobbies it's not just dance related it happens in everything uh she was like do you know what we don't have anyone really looking out for specifically the dance industry and the dance schools so she started this organization called keep kids safe and dance Mm -hmm. and what she does is she offers like um a really digestible way of studios understanding what the new child safety laws are right yeah So they were implemented a couple of years ago and then as an ambassador, there's a bunch of us in the industry that we kind of go out there and just make sure that this child safety standards are being held to. Yeah. And and also like just being support, like I've had numerous cases of um, young dancers come to me and said, can I speak to you privately? I need to talk about what's going on. Oh, wow. And I'm like, go ahead. And then I have, you know, we then... I tell Jackie and like we do whatever's necessary to protect that child. Mm. So that's what Keep Kids Safe and Dance is and I think it's really, really important. And moving into this self-isolation, I think that should just, that concept should extend to everyone, keep yeah. everyone safe in everything. Yeah. Cut the phone because people are like, you can love your brothers and sisters, but if you spend 48 hours straight with them, you're going to go, like, you're <laughs> going to go crazy. It's yeah. natural. So um, I think it's really nice that that concept exists for our dance studios and I think moving into this um, stage of humanity right now, we should definitely take a leaf out of Keep Kids Safe and Dance and pick up and just call people if you need to talk to anyone. That's really good, yeah. Out. Yeah, we're not good at reaching out. Maybe this will change some of that as, for, as a culture. No, for real. Yeah. I think this is going to be the most exposing time for your self-development as an individual mm. because you you're forced to reach out in a way. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And, and I also yeah. think there's going to be a beautiful silver lining in, for example, this is just my beliefs and if people don't agree, that's cool. But I think inside if you are struggling and you don't feel the courage to call someone and say, hey, I'm struggling, we're going to call someone and go, hey, how are you? Yeah. Does it's that mean you're going to try and? activate that conversation another way so I think it's going to be a really beautiful time or a really deeper connection 
Yeah, I love that. And in that way, we are going deeper. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I actually agree with you. I think it's, it's so true. We often just sort of throw out, how are you? But we don't actually want anyone to answer. We're too busy to listen. <laughs> so I think it's a really precious time for our whole culture and a kind of like rewiring, as some people have said, of, of the way we are. Um, how do you think events like VDF, Victorian Dance Festival, um, bring community together? Oh, my gosh, I'm the biggest cheerleader for VDF. I actually think, yeah, I'm, I reckon every – I just sing its praises all the time because it's so important. And I was a, I'm a Geelong girl, so I know Geelong's a small city, but it does function like a country town. <laughs> <laughs> so coming from the country town environment, I – oh, my gosh, I wish this existed when I was young. Like I yeah. love that it brings everyone together to the most incredible creatives, teachers, choreographers we have in this country of a place and it's a place of celebration. And I just think that yeah. this it's such a it's such a pioneering event for the community in Australia and especially mm. Victoria. I love watching people talk about, oh, we made friends at VDF or yeah. I still talk to these guys who came from Warnable. And I think that's just so beautiful because I always think of language, right? So I can't speak French. Yeah. But I connect with my French friends through movement. That's so good. Yeah. So movement is bilingual. It's a, a universal language. So it doesn't matter if you're from the city or from a farm and you have very different walks of life. You both love that class of VDF because you yeah. both love movement. And that is so beautiful. You do. Like you get more connected, don't you? You're doing a class yeah. together. It's like all of a sudden you're best friends. <laughs> well, not quite, but. I, no, yeah. it's because you look at. We've all had that moment in class where you're absolutely just engrossed in a beautiful way and you turn to the person next to you who you don't know and you have that moment of like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, yeah, and I don't know who you are, but yeah. But we just connected. We're like, <laughs> we, something's happening. Yeah. yeah, it's like a click. It's like, wow. So yeah, I think it's so important. And there's a vulnerability too, isn't there? Because, you know, some of the, especially today with the lyrical choreography and things, there's a lot of heart connection and pouring into your emotions and acting through dance. And so I guess, you know, it'd be weird if you didn't somewhat get vulnerable and then not get to know anybody. Um, totally. Afterwards, although often we can go home having not talked to anybody, but maybe that's it's time to change that after all this. <laughs> um, tell me too, um, there's a few other things you've done that are super exciting, like... Um, you have won Emerging Choreographer and Most Outstanding Choreography and a whole bunch of things like that. So tell me about your choreographic pro process. Is it just, bam, you wake up in the night and it's all there? Or, like, what is, what is you in choreography? What is this incredible thing that gets you awards? <laughs> well, so, <laughs> yes, I just have this visual of me just jumping out of bed. <laughs> I've got something. <laughs> <laughs> it does tend to happen like that sometimes. I, I knew it I, did. <laughs> I definitely, I've spoken about this to numerous people. Uh, I just definitely think that creativity is not me. I'm very lucky that creativity chose me to collaborate with. Mm. So I still, I get this weird sense of like imposter syndrome when I say I'm a choreographer because I feel like my creativity is a choreographer. Mm. But we think humans like this awkward person that loves dogs <laughs> <laughs> um, my so my creative process it changes per project it really depends I kind of yeah it's like trying on clothes like I'm not going to wear a winter outfit in summer yeah well 
you know, in a place in Melbourne maybe because we've got every yeah. season. Every you don't day. know what you're going to get, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I try to, every time I get a brief um, for a, a choreography project job, whatever it is, I do this weird thing. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to sound so strange, but it's fine. Someone else out there probably, hopefully, can like connect with this. I invite it into my body. Yeah. Like I just, okay, project, you're welcome into this vessel that I am yeah. to hang out with my creativity and do what you need to do. So, some, wow. so every process is really unique, mm. like really, really unique. I, I often have dreams of the choreography as well and I'll yeah. wake up and uh, I've had this one situation once where I could see choreography and then I called one of my best friends who assists me on so many things and performs in a lot of my work called Jaden Wall. He's phenomenal. And I was like, Jaden, I need you to be in the studio. Like I saw this in my dreams. We just meet, <laughs> just teach him. Yeah. Um, it's really special to be able to have the luxury of having beautiful dancers that want to work with me like that. But yeah. sometimes I see the movement. Sometimes I see the uh, the story or the camera work or the lighting and that's where the movement comes in. So it's really, it's a challenging question to ask because, I mean, to answer because it's mm-hmm. so unique but yeah I normally do a couple of days I call it the build (laughs) if you look at my diary it's called the build it's got the on it so I'll go in for the build and I'll think of like okay where are my tools what am I trying to say what am I trying to connect what is it like what are my restrictions where is the camera going to be what staging and I'll start building ideas and concepts and they're like it's like a puzzle sometimes they don't even connect yet and yeah. nine times out of ten what I do in the build is never in the actual final product yeah that's really it's good like I, yeah I get all the all the ingredients to cook and they yeah. look like carrots and potatoes <laughs> and everything but then I chop them up and I put them in something and then you eat it and you can't see it yeah yeah if that makes sense yeah so I yeah I do a build and then I'll always invite, um, I've got Jaden's one of them, Melissa Pham is another one that I invite in and I put it on bodies. Yeah. Because I, if I look on it, if I look at movement on my body for too long, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense because for me, how I work, I need to see the movement. And if I'm doing it, I only see half of it. Yeah. So then I put it on bodies and then I start to deconstruct it and like almost like, chaperone it to where to be it sounds absolutely fascinating I love your process I particularly love how you said you invited in it's it sort of reminds me of the gratitude of is it Mary Kondo who's like you know she thanks the stuff in her house like for its job that it served and then she either keeps it or throws it away it's like she's this gratitude <laughs> yeah 100% yeah. and I'm a big Elizabeth Gilbert fan and I preach and praise her regularly but when I, many years ago, I watched her podcast on your creative genius and it actually ended me. I was like floored. Wow. I was like, oh my God, thank you. This is how my brain has worked. Because as a kid, I had imaginary friends. I always saw, and now I'm like, oh, those imaginary friends are like creativity being like, play with me, play oh, with me. I love that. Love that. <laughs> so, so now I, um, I know how to be like, yo, we've got to go to the studio at 10 a.m. <laughs> uh, the discipline of it as well. <laughs> Yes. Just in closing, tell me anything else that's sort of on your heart for this season for dancers, any encouragement you want to sort of speak over dancers, choreographers, directors, industry? What's on my heart? Mm. Yeah, just in general, like any closing thoughts? 
during this time, the thing that I run from my gut, like if my gut is punching you through saying, say this, I'm like, all right, I'll say it. So upskill is the word that comes up. Good. Yeah. Use this time to upskill because I feel that, and this might resonate with someone who's a young dancer, a dance teacher, a student in full-time, choreographer, director, anyone, a human, a mother, a father, upskill because upskilling can be kind of daunting if you feel like eyes are on you. Mm. I feel like people are, are really afraid to make a mistake and people are afraid to try something and fall over or not be good at it. So I think this, if you're going to be isolated, upskill. I'm taking ballet today. I'm taking two ballet classes today. Isn't I haven't taken great? a ballet class in I can't wait because yeah. one, it's really hard to find one that I can get to in my busy schedule. Yeah. But now I've got, I've downloaded two and I'm going to go and do a ballet bar. And I love that. Love that. Yeah. So I think upskill, whether it's um, research, um, physical upskilling, anything, upskilling your craft on all the things that you put off that maybe are disguised with I'm busy, but deep down it's fear. Yeah. Fear of not being good at it. So use this time to go, I'm going to really upskill on that special thing I've been wanting to do. Yeah. And nobody's in my house to criticize me because so exactly. <laughs> I don't have to, what am I afraid of? Yeah. So it's, good. Exactly. So yeah. I would say upskill, upskilling ups of your dance history knowledge. Use this time to know what came before, who inspired who, where, where's the trickle line that comes down to what you're learning in the studio right now. Because it's the, the history of the history of movement is nuts. It's so beautiful. I feel yeah. like this is the time to read about it instead of physicalizing. I don't really know where it came from. Yeah, that's good. Such good advice, though. Like awesome. Oh, it's, thank it's you. Like, you're small. I know I haven't met you in real life yet, but I'm sure you're just like this little bundle of dynamo energy, just <laughs> bursting into the world. I can't wait for you to get oh. back out there and give that gorgeous energy to everybody. <laughs> Dave, you know, yeah. one blessing, one thing I want to celebrate yeah. is, you know how the dates obviously have changed to October? Yes. It's on my 30th birthday. No way. For yeah. one, you look about 19, how you have not <laughs> aged at all. And that is awesome. I wonder if we'll so, say happy birthday. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> it's really will. crazy. Because I never celebrate my birthday. I actually don't tell anyone ever. Every year it's a massive secret. I just don't really want to celebrate my birthday. But something's changed this year. I'm like, I want to celebrate living three decades. Like, go off. Well done. And then when I saw the day change, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's perfect. party. Dance party right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's perfect for you. Thank you so much for the chat. And I look forward to seeing you at BDF in October. Yes, thank you so much.